edition of the unofficial English language pro wrestling Noah podcast. I'm your host Hisame and you can find me on Twitter under hi5ame, the same on Instagram and on Facebook under Noah's Archive. Archive being spelt with a K. Well being spelt A-R-K-I-V-E. In this episode I am going to cover Noah from their big show in Yokohama to right through to the end of Spring Navigation 2019 and just before Global Tag League 2019 begins. So to start, I'm going to talk a little bit about the new company, Lidette. In February, they bought Noah from Espy, who are an IT company. Uh, Lidette, of course, being a company that deals with event production. And they immediately started making changes. The NOAA offices were relocated to Ginza, which is a swanky Tokyo district, which left people asking how much the rent would be. The dojo, however, will stay in Saitama. The changes uh, have been most evident in their production, which reminds me of what is known as Noah's Golden Era, which is basically from the founding of the company from 2000 to about 2009. At the event, there was a real feeling of this, with the billboard of Marafuji versus Kiyomiya. There was the footage of the champion and the challenger arriving at the arena, the bigger set, the lights, but I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself and I will return to this later. So prior to the event in Yokohama, Noah had renewed their contracts. Naturally, I don't know anything at all about how much each individual wrestlers are paid, and who earns what and why, and whether there is, you know, a big bonus payday. But I do know that the contracts are signed for a year, and everyone has renewed. Cody Hall, however, has left Noah, um, but I don't know if he was ever contracted them, though, and I think he was kept on a rolling contract. His leaving appears to be amicable, and he says that he would like to return one day. So, getting back to the issue of the contracts, uh, Ken Owen mentioned in one of his columns that, um, that under Akira Tawe, um, this is something SB did not change, um, this is what he called the old system. Um, in specific, he called it Old World Professional Wrestling Donburi Allowance. Now, um, what this basically means is it goes back to the old days of wrestling when wrestlers were expected to devote themselves to their profession and only have enough to eat rice with a few toppings as a treat. Fancy clothes, cars like Kino's beloved Mireis, Daihatsu, and things like Kiyomiya's love of jazz and Tadasuke's love of computer games, and anything someone might have a passion for was not considered necessary for them. Anyway, let's get back to the event in Yokohama. Ludette had announced that Yokohama would be a complete reboot of Noah, and they unveiled their new logo, the new ring mat, and of course the new style of the big events. The new ring colours are black and white, and the ring looks very simple, very spartan, um, with the new logo in the middle. 
The old green ring will still be used. It will come out for the Misawa Memorial events in June, so that will be twice a year. The new logo is very cost effective and it didn't take long for Takashi Sugiura to replace the O in Noah with a picture of his dog. The new logo is obviously it does replace the Noah's Ark um, with the dove flying from it with the olive branch in its mouth. And this logo of course was created 19 years ago when 21 year old Narumichi Marafuji was asked to do it by Misawa. Speaking of Misawa, at the start of the show, Spartanex was played as his memory as Noah's founder will be honoured throughout the evening. Um, I just really would like to clear up um, some misconceptions about um, Lidette and Misawa. The Japanese term de Misawa is very hard to um, adequately translate. Um, the best I can render it to would be, you know, leaving Misawa. Now, it doesn't mean that the company is anti-Misawa, hates him, wants to erase him, um, they're far from it. And as Marufuji said, Misawa was not a trivial presence. However, what it does mean is that while the company does acknowledge, and indeed it has to, that Noah is Misawa's promotion, and that will never change, Noah must now reboot and look to the future, and it needs to shed um, some of its past to start again. I mean, especially, you know, the dark spots of its 19 years, which are holding it back and have done for so long. Misawa will never be forgotten. He will always be with Noah. He is in the hearts of everybody who comes to the show, everybody who steps into the ring, those who come to Noah, those who came back to Noah, those who graduated from the dojo, those who fought for its survival because they believed in it. And Misawa will always be watching over everybody. So really what leaving Misawa means is to look to the future while remembering the lessons of the past. So at the start of the event and the new theme music, the Rusty came out and stood in the wings by the entry ramp. Asushi Katoge was also there to act as Asha, dressed in a long black cape. Seriously, don't ask. The roster, uh, which is everyone on that evening's card, from the freelancers like Kataro Suzuki, who is Noah born, to Mitsuo Nagai, who is not, to other talent who are considered to be Noah born but are contracted to other companies, such as Eddie Edwards, and the four contracted roster came out and witnessed the birth of the new Noah. Namichi Marafuji and Kaito Kiyomiya, in a symbolic display of Noah's symbol and Noah's future, also the challenger and the GHC heavyweight champion, came down to the ring and stood side by side. They didn't speak either on the microphone or to each other, and while the arena was quite dim still, a white spotlight was shone on them. White, of course, is symbolic in Japanese culture, symbolising in this instance purity, as if to wash away the past and just start again. Then, after this symbolic moment, the roster returned backstage and Noah started a new show under their new management. I am going to mention this here, um, as I won't have a chance to later on, but um, during the events um, it was it was found out that, um, very sadly, Wally Yamaguchi, who had worked for Noah um, as an English commentator on some of the DVD releases, um, had passed away from complications of a stroke. Kino came stamping to the ring, um, looking more upset than cross, as he was once again in the opening match with the rookies, and aside from a fist bump with old um, tag team partner from his junior days, Hashime O'Hara, he didn't get involved other than to get the win with the foot stamp, and then stamp to the back again, and not even wait for his arm raised with the rest of the team. So we will return to Kino's story later. 
After Yoshiki Inamura had finished his seven-match series against Maybach Taniguchi, Ritsuo guy came to the ring with 50 funky powers, and he was wearing flashing green disco glasses. However, as funny as this was, um, 50 funky powers didn't trust him enough to let him dance with them, and the guy soon lost the good humour that he came to the ring with and started yelling at them, especially when they wouldn't let him join in with his disco, their disco fever pose. Nagai's evening, shall we say, was going to take a revolutionary turn. Takashi Sugiura had defeated the hooligans and disbanded their stable prior to this event with the help of Masao Inoue, Yoshiki Inamura, Kinjiro Kada, and Akitoshi Saito, and had narrowly avoided becoming their slave. Kazuma had challenged him to a match at Great Voyage in Yokohama, which Sugiura won. At the start of the match, Kazuma, who said he had friends other than the hooligans, brought to the ring with him uh, Nosabura Rongai. Uh, Osawa didn't get involved in the match, um, though he did team with Sugiura afterwards during Spring Navigation 2019. Kazuma's reasons for bringing in Osawa was to make Sugiura realise that as a freelancer, you sometimes make alliances with people you wouldn't, for example the hooligans on Osawa. Kazuma got down on all fours and bowing very low, explained this to Sugiura in the post-match interview, and also proposed that they join together for Global Tag League. After all, was Sugiura not someone that Kazuma would not team with, and vice versa? Wouldn't it also bring money to Noah for fans to see this? Kazuma's reasons for doing this was that he wanted Sugiura to understand where he was coming from. And so Sugiura agreed, and they were tagged together for Global Tag League 2019. Noah had announced on Friday the 8th that they would be making an important announcement at the event. Uh, and this, of course, had let loose a flurry of speculation, ranging from Kenta announcing his return, to Kenta unphysically appearing, to someone retiring, to a freelancer signing with the promotion. And it was actually none of those things, and there were actually three announcements that were made. The first one came from Mitsuo Nagai, who came to the ring after the Sugiyora Sakimoto match and started saying that he wanted a partner who would shake things up, so to speak. So it's Sushi Kotogi appeared, carrying a rolled up, um, some rolled up fabric. Nagai looked at him, put up his hands, and looked through the world like he wanted to say, Oh no, no not you. Please, please, anyone but you! Kotoge, however, um, wasn't going to be put off and told the guy that he was here to do justice for Noah and put the playersy coat around his shoulders. One fan commented, surely this is not the important news. Backstage, Kotoge and the guy had an hysterically funny interview. The guy was cross about the cloak, saying it made him look like he was going to go and rob a bank or hold up a convenience store, as it looked like something a robber would have around his face. Kotoge told him that no, actually, the cape was very nice and he would get a better one in due course, and that it didn't make him look like a robber, as a robber is a bad person who the police will come and catch, and that they were there to defeat the bad people. Kotoge also warned him to watch his language, as he, Kotoge, is a hero to first graders. In the course of the interview, Osaka's local nut announced that he would return to the ring on April 6 in his hometown. Noah's other announcements were more of a serious nature, they are going to run two big events in the autumn and in the winter. On the 16th of September, they will run the Osaka First Arena, otherwise known as the Osaka Prefectural First Gymnasium, which Daisuke Hirada has been naming out for a long time. And then in November 2nd, they will run Sumo Hall. 
There has been a lot of speculation as to how Noah will do this, with some saying that they are doing it because they know that Kenta will be coming back or that All Japan will be involved in some way. But to be honest, this is very early days of speculation. And while this news is ambitious, Noah have allowed themselves plenty of time to build up to it. As for the rest of the card for the main event, Noah held four title matches, culminating in the GHC heavyweight. Hayata and Tadasuke challenged Stinger, which is Yoshinori Yogawa and Gotaro Suzuki, who were seconded by Yohei, for the GHC junior um, heavyweight titles, junior heavyweight tag titles, which they had won for the Backbreakers. Match didn't go for a long time as Hayata has a short pain threshold when it comes to submission moves, and Ogawa, who can sense these things along with how much your elbow hurts, uh, which knee is bad, and what part of your neck is the most vulnerable that he should attack, took off Hayata's shoe and locked in the footlock, and Hayata tapped out, the match lasting only 11 minutes and 36 seconds. Tadasuke had told an interesting story, um, which was kind of mixed with a splash of jealousy towards Yohei, um, former tag with Hayata, and his own bond with him, and about how he um, and Hayata had become a tag team in Osaka Pro, and therefore he knew how to use Hayata better than Yohei did. There had been a table tennis um, in the dojo which they had used. In those days, Hayata had been in a hill unit, and Tadasuke hadn't had much to do with him. But the table tennis had brought them all together, and management had begun to notice how well they worked as a team, and so later they put them in a tag. Minoru Tanaka challenged Daisuke Harada for the GHC Junior Heavyweight title, and after an amazing match in his 25th anniversary, he succeeded winning the GHC Junior Heavyweight from him, and so with this win, uh, Tanaka now has held every junior belt in major Japanese promotions, New Japan, all Japan, F&W, and now Noah, just to name a few. Tanaka is a man in his 40s who has the body of a 22-year-old, and he got the win with the fireball splash. Kano later wrote in his column that since he had nothing better to do after being put in the first match, and of course naturally being too senior to be required to second anybody, he met Daisuke Hirada after the match, and describing their relationship as snake and scorpion, hate and dislike, basically told him that Minoru Tanaka winning the belt from him as Noah Jr. was not a happy atmosphere for a new era. Keno did not record how Harada reacted to this. Eddie Edwards returned to Noah and challenged alongside Masaki Tamiya for the GHC heavyweight tag titles. He had previously made an appearance at one of Noah's rural shows and the people were delighted to see him as surprises in the form of Noah Gaijin, who were former GHC heavyweight champions and a beloved person to them anyway, um, do not often come their way. Edwards was meant to team with Tetsushi Katoge, but of course a revolutionary hero bandaged his arm in two places and so Masaki Tamiya took his spot. Kentakabashi, who was on commentary, and who earlier in the evening made a short speech asking for the fans to support Noah, looked on as Katsuhiko Nakajima got in Masaki Tamiya's face with his evil grin, and Shiozaki and Edwards pointed at each other. I should also mention here that Nakajima claimed to have no memory of ever tagging with uh, Masaki, T- Masaki Tamiya, or even winning the tag titles with him. It was a very hard-hitting match, and 
It was intensified by the fact that uh, Kitamir was trying to wind Nakajima up, but he was only it only served in him getting more wound up himself, um, because Nakajima, of course, you know, kept smirking at him. Kitamir never looked so proud as to when he put Nakajima in the prison lock and screamed at him. Edward struck with one of his daredevil moves, and after getting chopped red by old friend Shiozaki and kicked full of holes by Nakajima, he caught uh, Shiozaki with a Frankensteiner off the ramp. However, Axis remained the titles um, after 21 minutes, and then did their leaning pose on each other. Uh, the pose actually came about by accident. After the title match with Fishy Funky Powers, Shiozaki couldn't stand properly, having taken a lot of damage during the match. He learned to Nakajima, and it just caught on. The main event of the evening was Naomichi Marafuji versus Kaito Kiyomiya for the GHC heavyweight title. They were meant to have a big match at Global League 2018, but of course Marafuji became injured and the match was postponed, with Marafuji promising a big stage for it. Throughout the build-up to the match, Marafuji displayed a new style of wrestling that he has never really done before, and at a necessity he has had to adopt. Rather than take pleasure in knocking Kimia out, uh, Marafuji seemed to get some hitherto unknown before sadistic pleasure in torturing the poor boy and making him submit. He also said after one match that he was going to take Kimia apart bit by bit, and he has introduced a new submission move called the Perfect Keylock. I think Marafuji has finally realised that although from time to time he can still pull out the aerial manoeuvres when he wants to, he has had to slow down in some ways, and as he himself did admit, his body is older than he thought. And so the ground-based, more technical style of wrestling suits this more. He was going to retire in 2020 after he turned 40, um, but he has since said that he won't be doing this, and he is not going to stop until Noah is back to being um, part of what was once known as the Big Three, with New Japan and Old Japan. He has also been appointed uh, to what we would term as player manager or player coach, which is basically somebody who plays with the team, um, but also takes on both coaching and mentorship duties. So he will basically manage the roster, um, confirm, you know, and convey their concerns and their opinions, which is what Misawa had used to do. So Marafuji is just carrying on the, the tradition. Naturally, this will include um, the mentorship of the younger wrestlers, which is what he's been doing anyway, uh, by teaching them to live aesthetically as wrestlers, and how politeness is the utmost importance. Kiyomiya made his way to the ring in a big, fluffy, white and green Misawa-esque gown, which, if you look closely, had the tiger mask stripes on it in places, and I think Emerald Spirit written on the hem. Now, Kiyomiya does have this tendency um, to get official clothes, such as suits, I think we all remember the suit, which is a little too big for him. Um, it's the same with the same with the gown. Uh, Kano, sounding very big brotherly, said that he will grow into it, even though at the moment it does look like he is dressing up. So, on the evening in Yokohama, Kiyomiya put the hood up and made his way to the ring. Unfortunately, because the gown is a little too big for him, the hood covered his face, and he almost fell off the ramp. He hasn't put the hood up since, though. For Kiyomiya, this was a huge night in Yokohama, and I think on that night he really did make the transition um, from being a slightly nervous boy who hugged the belt and not really knowing how to do this task, to a more confident and credible champion who wore the belt, and more importantly, 
defended it against the most important veterans. It is traditional after the match for the challenger to come to the ring and throw down his gauntlet, so to speak. However, once Kiyomir had recovered, he got on the microphone and said, Kano, come out here. Kano had actually planned to go and see Marafuji after the match, probably to shriek at him for not beating Kiyomir, but couldn't, as Kiyomir had called him. So Kano, who actually looked like he'd been crying, um, came stamping to the ring and told Kiyomir that he didn't appreciate being called out by a three-year, three-month-old boy. Everyone thought that Kiyomir was going to offer Kino his obsessive desire for a title shot, but instead he proposed that they team together, create a new Noah, and together they would take everybody back to the Budokan. And Kiyomir is too polite to, return, to refer to his fans um, like, like in the same fashion that Kino does. Kino liked this, and they shook hands. At the end of the event, um, green ribbons fell from the ceiling with the words on them which said, Isawa-san, you will forever be in our hearts as we start a new voyage. The ring was then bathed in a green nut spotlight, and as the fans left the arena, it faded to black. Kino and Kiyomiya um, were teamed together for Global Tag League 2019, calling themselves Kaio. Kino is taking a very older brother stance with Kiyomiya, um, which he pretty much does anyway, as he swings between being jealous of him, being concerned for him, beating him up, and, of course, loathing him. Kiyomiya is not forward of their alliance. He has no doubts that underneath all of this, Kino is still very jealous of him, and he admits, even if we team, I doubt we will be friends. He knows only too well that Kino wants a title, and that will always make him a target. Kino himself has said that, yes, he will be challenging. Marafuji, however, has said that Kino is now an obedient Kino, and um, basically saying that, you know, he's doing whatever Kiyomiya tells him. Kino said that he was looking forward to kicking Marafuji hard in their first match back from Marafuji's injury, making Marafuji say that he must be very fond of him, and he wasn't even in Global Tag League. Noah then moved on to Spring Navigation 2019, which took the show back to the Japanese countryside, in which Nosawa Rongai made his first in-ring appearance, teaming with Sugiura. A new threat is emerging, this time for all the heavyweights, which comes from the dissatisfaction of Daisuke Harada, which were no doubt spread to the other juniors. What had happened was that before Yokohama, Minoru Tanaka had asked if the GC Junior heavyweight match could main event. It was his 25th year in wrestling, and it formed one of his requests for the title match. This type of thing really should have been answered by the champion, um, but as Tanaka has 22 years on Kiyomiya's 3, and is his senior, plus Kimio is too polite to say no, he asked a more senior Marafuji. Marafuji told him no way. Although he didn't say anything about it at the time, um, Harada seems to have been mulling it over, and it's become an itch he can't scratch. For a lot of Spring Navigation 2019, Harada was uh, pitted against Marafuji, which was gently pouring oil on a simmering situation. Harada says that he wants to make Minoa Juniors the best in the world, and he wants to put them on a level with the heavyweights. Marafuji too knows something is up, but he's not too concerned about it. Yet. So I would expect to see this ripen during Global Tag League 2019, and I'll get to the teams and as to why Marafuji is not in it later. Daisuke Harada has said that his final goal in Noah is the GHC heavyweight title, 
So it wouldn't surprise me. Um, this work with Marufuji is a prelude to his one day going heavyweight, which has been speculated on for, well, for a long time. Marufuji was not the only heavyweight that Harada had targeted during that tour. Kiyomiya was the other one that he made a beeline to. While Noah were in Matsuyama, there were some junior high school kids um, who couldn't actually afford merchandise, um, but they were at the show. And afterwards, they came to ask Yohei and Yoshinari Ogawa for their autographs. Now, Noah are very strict on the rules about this, as you must buy merchandise to get an autograph. Um, this is to stop people from simply turning up at the show who haven't bought tickets for it, as you do have to display your ticket um, when, when you queue. But Ogawa overruled this rule um, for the children, who obviously didn't have any official merchandise to sign, and said, let's do it, to Yohei. And so these little kids went away happy um, that these two wrestlers had signed some paper that they'd actually bought from school. No one is going to argue with Ogawa on this because he is the most senior man on the roster. But Yohei said he felt a little bad and he hoped that people wouldn't accuse him of favouritism. So, um, as for Ogawa, Yohei and Katara Suzuki, uh, as you know, they are now calling themselves Stinger. And the main object for their wrath for spring navigation was Hayata. Hayata had seemingly betrayed Raytels and joined with them, uh, much to Yohei's delight as he said, welcome home wife. And the Hayata then turned on them and went back to Raytels, much to Yohei's horror and making him wonder what wife was doing. So Hayata became a target of their bullying, as they put it during this tour. Noah held the very last event at Takata Stalin on the 17th of March. It's not just Noah that will never come here ever again. Um, no one will, as the venue is going to be torn down. It was built in the 1970s, and over the years, the building material has become obsolete. And the building itself has been damaged by seismic activity, and everything culminating in everything, it is just too expensive um, to replace. So everything will be torn down, even the iconic bowling alley. And to symbolise this, Daisuke Hirada came to the ring holding a, a bowling pin-up. Uh, the history that Noah has here is probably not really the happiest. Um, Go Shiozaki won the vacant GHC heavyweight here the night after Misawa had died, Yonokiyama having to vacate the belt due to back injury. And he was in floods of tears before the match in 2009. And Sugira told him that, you know, tears were after it and it was okay to cry then. Um, there was awful footage of Shiozaki at the time. Um, he was he was dazed and he was just he had the belt in his hand and he after defeating Takeshi Rikio he bowed to Misawa's flower altar and then he went to the where he was having a press conference and he sat down at the table, put his head in his hand and he just sobbed. Um, talking about it almost ten years on, he was still very emotional about it um, and he was wiping his eyes. Other memories of Hakata Stalin um, involved Misawa again, but this time they were a much happier memory. Um, and this was for Katsuhiko Nakajima, who had his first and only singles match with um, Misawa there. So, on the day, Nakajima's semi-adoptive parents, Kensuke Sasaki and Akira Hokuto, uh, came to the event. The little blue van, which transports the Noah merchandise to the venue, broke down en route and had to be rescued by the Noah bus after dropping the wrestlers off. And Noah announced that they were going to stream the service live and through their official YouTube channel. Now, normally live Noah is done through the network um, either on Samurai or on G+, 
and anyone who either doesn't live in Japan or doesn't have a sub or you know doesn't have a subscription um to for Joy TV or Aisakura was finally able to see it live, and I really cannot describe the pleasure of it. They did have to mute some themes though, um, because of the copyright, but otherwise the picture was flawless and the camera work was good. Um, they are using a new form of technology. Um, I don't really understand it, I'm, I'm not a technical person, um, but it means that the image is trans transmitted from the cameras themselves, which cuts out the use and the need for cables, therefore the trip hazard around the ring is eliminated. And they also streamed the final night of uh, Kurukun uh, Spring Navigation 2019 live. Now, I have been asked a lot if this means that Noah are going to make this a regular thing. The answer is, I don't know. But I do get the feeling um, this is um, basically killing two birds with one stone, broadcasting um, the big events and seeing what response they get. It, the first one, I'm not sure about the figures for the second one, um, got uh, 2.1k people tuning worldwide to see Hokata. During the tour, um, High69 challenged Kotaro Suzuki and Yoshinori Ogawa for the GHC heavyweight tag belts, and was told by Kotaro Suzuki that there was nothing wrong with the challenge, but he would need to check the weight limit. The Doha Juniors are about a 100kg or less, High 69, of course, was somewhat um, over this, and so he set out to tone himself up and lose weight, except when he admitted to eating gr grilled meat, which didn't go down well with Minoru Tanaka. High 69 said he was happy to do a public weighing if needs be, but he had to be informed the day before it happened. Uh, there was a moment of concern involving Ogawa um, at the next event in Osaka, when High 69 gave him the Stuka Splash, and Ogawa didn't recover from it uh, very well, which caused the seconds to get into the ring to see to him, and Yohei jumped hovered about looking worried. The following night, um, High 69 was jumped and beaten down by Ogawa and Suzuki, who invaded the ring after the match. Now, this is very rare, Noah Booking. Um, it's, it's very rare to see Ogawa do this, and although Kotaro Suzuki is quite capable of it, it doesn't happen much. In true wrestling fashion, High 69 and Tanaka got their revenge in a similar way. When the match did take place in Korokuun Hall on the final night of tour, High 69 appeared with electric scales, which he stood on in front of some fans. Uh, his final weight was never broadcast, however. High 69 put on an amazing display. Um, they put Kotaro Suzuki through a table with the Stuka Splash from the top turnbuckle to outside the ring, and he did a somersault on Ogawa from the ring post. Um, but of course, sadly, they were defeated in their in their title challenge. At the end of the match, Kotaro Suzuki took one look at Minoru Tanaka, who he had just defeated, and said he would be challenging him for the GHC Junior Heavyweight title. Tanaka sarcastically responded that since Kotaro had just defeated him, he could choose the date, the place, and the time of the title match, and he would do it at any time and any place, except of course tomorrow. The title match will take place on April 14th in Sapporo. Also at Hakata Stalin, uh, Marafuji faced Ogawa in a rare singles match, and although he won, he came away saying that he was exhausted. Ogawa was one step ahead of him all the time, and there was nothing he could use that Ogawa didn't know about. One time Marafuji got out of one move, only for Ogawa to hunt him down, grab hold of him, and lock it in again.
I think Marufuji knew better um, to use the perfect key lock on Ogawa. It would only make things worse for him when Ogawa eventually escaped it. 20-year veteran he may be, but Marufuji still goes to Ogawa, um, the master, when he wants advice on technique, and today he was given a masterclass. Nevertheless, Ogawa had a huge bruise on his chest of splayed finger marks the next day from being chopped. Sugiura and Shiozaki had a proper golden era style match, where they basically worked stiff on each other without using too many technical moves. I mean, Sugiura versus Shiozaki is never a technical masterpiece. It's just it's, it's basically two guys punching the hell out of each other. And at one point, Sugiura appeared to have knocked Shiozaki out briefly. Uh, the ref was doing did a concussion test, but Shiozaki was fine, although he was noted to be a little unsteady on his feet. When Kido and Kiyomiya appeared in the main event, uh, Kido appeared first and then paused as Kaito Kiyomiya stepped out. It made a very vivid impression and it was an iconic moment when Kino offered his hand to Kiyomiya and they shook. Kino wearing his red jacket and Kiyomiya in the Nisawa green also have a new entry pose um, when they get in the ring, which incorporates Kino's pose. And they have a new finisher too, as Kiyomiya put Yoni on his shoulders, then slammed him for Kino to get the diving foot stamp for the win. With their team entering Global Tag League, uh, this puts them into competition with the reigning GHC Heavyweight Champions, Axis. The two teams went at it during Spring Navigation 2019, pretty much ignoring anyone else that they were team with to face each other. Although, having said that, the old rivalry of the veterans and the younger generation seems to be alive as well, as Marafuji was ostracised by Axis and then kicked in the head by Guri Nakajima at the end of the match, when he went to shake hands with them. The tour saw a vicious kick battle between Kino and Nakajima, which was described as sounding very painful. The usual smirk from uh, Nakajima in Kino's face, the declaration by Kaio that Axis were a wanted tag team, and then on the final night of tour, the last match for global tagging began, Nakajima punt kicking Kiyomiya in the head, making a noise which echoed around the arena, and then driving his head into the canvas via the vertical spike. Afterwards, the GHC Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, with Nakajima grinning like the Cheshire Cat, knelt down with their belts and held them up to the fallen Kiyomiya and Kino who was in the ring saying to him. Masaki Mochizuki made his first appearance ever in Noah. He and Marufuji had cross paths at the Giant Barber Memorial show earlier in the year, and fan interest in seeing them do it again had led Moshizuki into appearing for Noah. There wasn't a serious rivalry between them, despite how they laid into each other with a kick-chop battle. It was more of a friendly one. Noah built up the tension by the crowd showing sympathy when Marufuji really wanted to be tagged in against him, and 50 Funky Powers wouldn't let him and tagged each other in instead. At the end of the match, they both shook hands and made those pointing motions. Now, there was speculation um, that Marufuji will enter Global Tag League with Mochizuki, or that he will enter with Kenta. I think if he were to enter, it would be with Mochizuki. I don't think Kenta um, will be ready for Global Tag League due to his clause of the WWE, and obviously, you know, the terms of the release. Uh, but I don't think that Marufuji will enter at all now. Both sides are evenly matched, with eight teams appearing. And, of course, the graphics have been done, the card has been drawn up. Uh, for Marufuji to enter now would mean either another team entering to even it out, or another team dropping out. Marufuji says that he is not going to enter Global Tag League after the loss to Kiyomiya, which has come as a surprise to Axis um, especially. So, 
After a busy March and April, let's wrap up um, with a few bits of news. NOAA have announced that Global Junior Tag League will return from May 28th and run through until June 13th. June 13th, of course, being the second of the two Mitsuharu Musawa memorial shows and being also the date that um, Misawa died. I would expect an extra big event this year for that. Global League will also return, um, but it will from now on be known as the N1 Victory. Uh, the same rules will still apply, it's just the name has changed and will, will now be held a little earlier in the year, around about late August and early September. Now, the N has been the subject of debate as to what it means, with PXDX, PKDX even, uh, speculating it meant anything from the pon to number one. I think, however, that number one is probably the most likely explanation. Two or three trainees have joined the NOAA Dojo. One was seen at ringside at Korokun Hall. I don't know much about the second boy, but the third is said to be a rugby player. Only time will tell if they can stick out the gruelling, restrictive, spartan and cloistered life of a trainee. Hitoshi Kamano has challenged Daisuke Harada for the IPW Junior Heavyweight title. Now, the last time Kamano um, challenged Harada for a title, uh, Harada told him that he was way over his head, and while Kamano had beaten him in the pre-matches, Harada reduced him to a whimpering mess after the title match. Hashime Uhara, who knew, Uhara, who knew that Kumano wasn't ready, had watched the proceedings um, from the background and he wasn't too pleased with Harada afterwards. But I think this time after a period of growth and having held the GHC Junior Tag Championship, although it was brief, it's going to be a very different match this time. Global Tag League will start on the 6th of April in Osaka with Atsushi Katoge returning after injury, as I've said, in his hometown. Eight teams have been announced, and they are Takashi Sugiura and Kazuma Sakimoto, Inferno, which are Maybach Taniguchi and Yoshihino. Sakuma Kasimoto said that this is the only team that he actually fears um, because he knows that Hino knows how to use Taniguchi. The Return of the Dark Agents, Masao Inoue and Akitoshi Saito. Always good for comedy because Saito screws Inoue over and pretends not to have done it and Inoue kind of half believes him and half doesn't. The Tough, uh, Masaki Tamir and Yoshiki Inamura. Uh, this will be Inamura's first ever tag league entry. The one he calls my rival, the other um, rookie, Kinyo is not in the league. The revolutionary cloak heroes, Mitsuo Nagai and Atsushi Katoge. 50 Funky Powers, uh, Mohamed Yone and Quiet Storm, who are the only team in the league um, to be a permanent one. And of course, Kaio, who are Keno and Kaito Kiyomiya. And naturally, Axis, Go Shiozaki and Kasuhiko Nakajima, who are the GHC Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. The league will run from the 6th of April in Osaka and will finish on the 4th of May at Korokun Hall. I would like to round off this podcast um, by speaking for a moment about Miriam, um, who you know as Flame286 on Twitter, who has taken a trip to Japan and basically, bar one venue, um, followed Noah um, across the country. 
Now, I don't mean that she went to see him in the big cities. She made the absolutely incredible accomplishment of following them to the provinces. She went to rural Shikoku, metropolitan Osaka, outskirts Osaka, big city Tokyo, just, you know, everywhere almost. Um, she went the length of the country, even to Hiroshima too, which is about as far as Noah go down south. They, they very rarely go to Nagasaki. Uh, she and Piorodino went to Kino's um, one-day manager stint at Yone's restaurant, and they also became the first ever foreign fans to join Noah's Ark fan club. Um, so I think Miriam has really opened a lot of doors uh, for foreign fans, and quite simply what she has done has been nothing short of completely amazing. I mean, I myself am hoping to go to Japan later in the year, um, hopefully to Sumo Hall in November, and so I have nothing but the highest admiration for Miriam, whose tweets I've always read with a, a big smile. And I also want to thank um, both Miriam and Puridina for the Nora merchandise too, um, which is something that I am, I can't tell you how touched I am by it. So that is really all the Noah news for this podcast. Please tune in next time when I will be recapping Global Tag League 2019. I have been your host, Hisame. And thank you for listening. This presentation has been brought to you by Noah Archive, the pro wrestling Noah podcast. Noah.